Yeah, I, I'm Jackson. I have zero experience with carpentry. I studied at a school for historic preservation in Boston and learned about how things were built, you know, 250 years ago. There's a long way to go. I'm nowhere near the top. Not that I thought I was, but there's so much more to do out there. Welcome back to the Passion for Craft podcast. We are here doing a recap of a mini grand tour that's happened. Um, not with all of us, not even with two of us, <laughs> but with one of us. Go ahead. No he one was inside. Um, the uh, yeah, so I went to Ireland uh, for seven days. Uh, it was a uh, classical architecture and golf uh, event, and um, in North Ireland. <laughs> and uh, the, the the one of the points was is that guys will take these golfing trips to Scotland, England, and Ireland. And they'll spend, you know, eight days and play 10 rounds of golf and just, you know, sometimes 36 in a day, sometimes even more than that with they're young and they can, they can do it. And so they're just intense. Um, I wanted to do one that was a little bit more, uh, you know, less intense. And um, so three days of golf and then the other days touring architecture. So um, what you're going to see is, is some pictures. And the, the point of this episode is one, to encourage everybody to travel. And to encourage everybody that to be a master builder, in my opinion, you have to travel. Okay? That's what all previous master builders had done. Well, Samuel McIntyre didn't, but most did. It, it's crazy how important it is and the inspiration that you can gain and learn from it. And so we're going to look at some of these pictures. And I guess there's kind of, you know, three lessons that I want people to go away from. One, travel. <clears throat> Second is travel. Third is travel. So, um, it, but but it's but travel is a big deal in going and finding inspiration in other places and going and seeing the way other people built. Two, um, how, how it reminded me how powerful architecture is as a medium to communicate what a society believes. It expresses the challenges and heartaches and values. You know values of that culture um and then uh there's a third one in there we'll i'll remember it when we get going um so we're, we're looking at some houses and this is a place called churchill uh um and that and this you know very simple house okay did they name it after your dog <laughs> <laughs> they did not okay and so but you'll notice that there that it's kind of weird in the sense that you've got this very elevated door with the beautiful fan light, but there's no cornice. Okay. Mm -hmm. So there's no eave, there's no it's just the 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 brick and stucco right up to the roof line. Um, whereas in a traditional house you'd have this real entablature that would run around the outside. You might have more uh architectural embellishments, you know, might have columns on the front supporting a pedimented porch but that's kind of what the deal is ireland as i discovered was a was was a little bit like america you know the, the, you know kind of settled by the british okay mm -hmm. and it was a wild land it was it was crazy and uh there was there was a strong catholic influence early on and so you know britain starts to you know take over certain areas and uh and there's a war I won't get into too much of it, but basically there's about a hundred years of peace between the Battle of the Bourne in 1690 and the late or early 1800s. Uh, the potato famine happens in 1845. 
uh, where you know two million people in the in the country go away, and there's there are strong. We know you know if you if you say said to someone, then what's the political situation in Ireland? You'd think about the Catholics and the Protestants and the fighting that was going on in Northern Ireland and Belfast and things like that. Um, that all of that, right? The fact that it was settled later, kind of at the same time as as America was. Uh, dictates that the kind of architecture is Georgian, neoclassical, and Gothic, but that th- there are also places that didn't have a lot of money. Okay, so we're going to see in these things that you, you either have very uh, uh, old things with castles. Okay, you have you have uh, newer things that there's something always just not quite right about them, and then uh, y- you'll see this mix of different styles and details and stuff. So. Front door, I think it's beautiful, well proportioned. Look at that drip ro- drip roll, uh, and I got a picture of it. I think that thing sticks out about four inches. Okay, and how is that attached on the face? It like, looks like it's just screwed. From do the they back? have to like no from the front through the top? Okay. Um, did they have to you... bevel it off to the side? Yes, so they that did. The door could close. So the door could close. But you know, you basically we we incorporate drip molds into our things because can you zoom in on that? Because because drip molds uh, matter, okay. There's something we discovered when we looked at historic things, and I was just I was amazed that over and over again I saw these massive drip molds on these doors. Remember the face of that house, you know, sitting there completely exposed. It mm-hmm. rains a lot in Ireland, so the drip mold is is a real powerful important yeah. thing. In New Orleans. So the other thing is is that because things were classically done, classically made, classically put together. You have uh, all these. You'll you'll have this organization. Now this is a rounded room, and you, you're going to see through the fourth fourth pane up mm-hmm. this little building way down the distance, and that's on center axis that you go and look at the next slide. That is crazy. Um, that thing is set up. So when they organized their houses, right? They said. You know, we need this folly, which is what that's called. They, when you build this kind of a whimsical, fun building, mm-hmm. that that's maybe a, maybe it's a bridge, maybe it's a temple, maybe it's maybe it's something else, but it's called a folly. It's an architectural folly that organizes and connects the land. Okay, so what they're doing is they're drawing you outside with this. They are helping you. You know, yeah. they're creating this. Uh, they're creating a mood. They're creating a. And, and, and classical people of this era went to great lengths in order to create these follies. And, and, and that one was organized so that the reflection of the pond reflected the building mm-hmm. behind it. And then when you're down there, the, the pond reflects off and you see the house when you're looking up at it. So that is so cool. Very carefully calculated, very carefully done. You know, again, it's an old way of building that you're like, oh, and as you, as we talk to clients and we that have expansive properties, we're always like, you know, this is something that was done, classical, you know, organization of the land and how to put this together. Great deal of effort to make that happen. Also, part of this property, the 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 thatch roofing. Okay, mm-hmm. now, that's a thatch roof. Thatch roofs are made from reeding. Um, actually, they're cutting reeds from the you know from a bog or from somewhere else, and that roof sticks out you know, a, a foot and a half. Um, but the way it's organized and that traditional detailing at the top, and because it rains so much in Ireland, that's about a 20 year roof. And oh they have to get on a waiting list to get the guy to come do that. 
and it's going to take a year and a half for that guy to even, you know, put you on a schedule so that you can do it when it's ready. He's just bad at scheduling. Now, huh? other other environments that don't have as much rain, a thatch roof, it lasts much longer than that. Talk me through this. How does the thatch roof prevent water? What's going on there? Because are they putting mud and stuff inside of it too, or how does it work? So a thatch roof basically is a pile of, of uh, thatch. reeds, right, that are see that what is that a foot and a half mm -hmm. almost two feet thick so that roof is very oh so you're saying it sticks it's like all the way out to a foot and a half it's a built out about a foot and a half i did not so realize that uh rain coming through there is obviously you know dripping down it naturally wants to follow the because, reeds down. because of that because of that pitch and um i don't know what the underlayment is underneath that and how they how they get to do it but it, but it's a, it's a roof that breathes. Okay, it's a roof that air moves through it. You've got these hollow reeds, and so it's, it's a roof that dries out. And so, um, but the term, you know, raining cats and dogs and things like that. My understanding is it came from thatch roofs where the cats and the dogs would actually burrow up inside a thatch roof, and it rained a lot, and they would come out. <laughs> so that's crazy. that's cool and i don't know if that's through. a true true thing but that was where i was told <laughs> that that's where that term comes from seems like it would if there was a fire it would go fast oh my gosh yeah for sure so this is uh, the inside of that little cottage <laughs> i, I wanted, to, build want, wanted to show you just you know in my to my eye what i'm picking up is that is the plank door is the is the backing of the of that little kitchenette with the tongue and groove boards that you know, uh, farm sink, the yeah. the way they did the curtains underneath there, right? The What's display like the pillar coming through the roof, display of the dishes. That's a finial, okay, coming mm -hmm. down from the stair rail of the of the thing that's above. Is it to hang their chandelier on, or what's the? No, I mean it, it was part of that timber construction. Um, they just didn't cut it off, basically. They just didn't cut it off. But look, go to the next picture. Look at that. Okay, yeah. so if you that is a wood rimlock okay <laughs> and so there i've took a bunch of pictures of wood rimlock doors and that looks like fur but basically uh you have an open face lock that has a wood cover over top of it mm. and then that iron strapping and so this is just you know look at the door handle look at the key you know that that oval shape and that door handle these are all subtle small things mm. that you when i when i look at that i go <laughs> What an interesting doorknob. Or wouldn't that be cool to do a wooden rim lock on some of our projects? Yeah. And you think about how to build that and you're gaining inspiration. This is a perfect example of some inspiration. I would take, show to my client, if they're trying to do something rustic or medieval yeah. or farmhouse, say, hey, here's be a fun thing to do. Have you ever seen that before this trip? I had in some sewn books. The, there's some there's some uh, architectural hardware books. Uh by a guy named Sohn. S-O-N-N. And um, he has some drawings. It's all sketches, but he has some drawings of some wood rim locks. They're not very common in America. I saw probably five of them when I was in Ireland. Do you think that's because people in America have just cast them typically? Um, because we have doors like that in Canada. I assume similar mechanisms just has a metal housing on it. Correct. We have a rim lock that has a 
yeah, inside a wood rimlock. Right. Rim so, yeah. So the the guts inside this are all metal, but the cover is wood. Right. And so, um, or do you think that was a design? Like they elevated it with that, with the wood, or do you think there were? No, I think that yeah. it's a it's a you know we bridged that gap pretty quickly uh -huh. between open face locks and closed you know box locks, mm -hmm. and so they didn't do it as fast as it doesn't appear and. They had a longer gap in there, but they didn't have the ironwork to go over top of it. And you see more wood covers. That's cool. So this was the most architecturally significant house in Ireland. Okay. Now, why is that house the most architecturally significant? Yes. It because it has a bunch of lucky charms. <laughs> it is a... Uh, it's charming. One is... <laughs> um, Probably also Loki. It, 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 I'm, I'm kind of stuttering and stopping because it, because it's a whole bunch of different things. One, here's an example of a fairly sophisticated house. Notice you've got the cornice at the top. You've mm -hmm. got coining. You've got band molding going across there. You've got the uh, architectural you know hierarchy of windows and lower windows, pianoforte, kind of that piano noble. I'm sorry. And um, uh, and so I knew what you were talking this about. organization of the house, organization of that facade is very clean. Um, the uh this is apparently dutch brick that was used as ballast in a ship we don't see that much brick there we see a lot more this black Stone. limestone that they've got and so um in any case it was this was an example of the the most architecture significant house and it was a um what's a nice way to say it it was kind of run down okay mm. it was it was in terrible shape the the owner who we talked to didn't really have any money to fix it up I mean, they had, you know, sectional, so it looks like a, uh, almost the interior of a double wide mm. uh, oh. in this, in this house. Mm -hmm. And wow. you're like, you would stand outside, that's the inside of that house. But, and you go, wow, that looks really cool. The beanie dude's the owner. Okay. Yeah. He, looks, <laughs> he looks like he owns a taco truck, right? <laughs> um, that, see that wallpaper down there just above the handrail? Yes. It looks like, you know, that, that would peeling off the walls well it was it was it was gaudy really bad victorian stuff and yet they had the ancestral draw uh portraits Paintings, on the yeah. wall and this was a very elevated stair go to the next slide i would love to see right? all of the I mean, portraits that, that, go all the way out that is that is a beanie guy <laughs> <laughs> like you just got the whole wall that, of is, a, that is a great georgian <laughs> staircase look at that carved you know you know intermediary renewal with the corinthian capital you know, alternating balustrades between the fluted and, and the twists. And so yeah, there's a bunch cool. of cool <clears throat> Georgian stuff going on there. And they're the, all hand done. The house like you can in tell. general was kind of junky. So it was, it was, we saw that, <laughs> there is, we yeah. saw that juxtaposition over oh and over really cool, but kind of junky, really mm -hmm. cool, but kind of run down. Gosh, there's no one clean around here. I mean, it's just, kind uh -huh. of that kind of what, what's your thought? What, what do you think they do to fix that? Well, I mean, that to me is, is part of that um, underst out the understanding, of understanding the Irish Irish story where when the Protestants won the Battle of the Boyne in the 1690, okay, they basically took over rule, okay? But it was a class division between the Protestants and the Catholics that was, you know, bitter, okay? Mm -hmm. And so they call it the 100 Years of Peace because there was always squabbling, always rebellion, always wars. And in fact, one of the things they said about the, the Irish is that most of these country houses that are, that are still owned by original families number like eight, mm -hmm. right? There's just not very many. 
for the hundreds that would have been built. And this and, is one. And in the 50s and 60s, you know, these house, these uh, country houses were torn down by the hundreds. And you're like, gosh, why would they tear this thing down? And it's just like, well, the 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 Catholics, the the lower class, had no interest in supporting a house that represented the repression that the Protestants were put on. Mm. Like you couldn't vote if you were a Catholic. Oh you, my gosh! You, you, the uh, Protestant could take your horse. He only had to pay you five dollars. I mean, it's just it was it was weird rules, but but they were subjugated God, by the British and the Protestants in general. So there's not very many of these country houses. But anyway, long explanation. It's not great. This is another one. Um, there, there's other another really orig- interesting feature is that in the 1820s, 1830s, a lot of these houses added castles features to their house mm. now why would Those they castellations yeah i was watching your stories yeah. yeah so why would they do that why was that so important sign of strength i mean the castles had lasted from like the sign early of tra- days a sign of tradition tradition a, a sign that our family's been here you know for you know thousand years right and, and that that we're still here it would have been a sign of wealth and prestige uh, but you'll see a house like this, like like that is a federal entrance if that's in the United States. Mm-hmm. That fan light, just the, the leaded glass, all that is just typical, you know, 1780s to, you know, 1820s. But in but in Ireland, that's much earlier. That's like 1760s. they added that on, the no, castle no, no. pillars. They added castellations to another part of this house. Oh, okay. And so you see very classical things. But the one thing that's cool is because those houses are so old, you see this layering of detail Mm -hmm. that you're just like, well, it was originally this style, then they added this style later, which is crazy. Um, And and here's a a good example. This is Castle Glen. Okay, this is where we stayed for about five nights and we went on all all these excursions. But this house was a, you know, (laughs) neoclassical house that was castellated in the 1820s. That was not originally a no, castle? that is not originally a castle. They did a good job. Right? That's cool. Well, that a, looks a like castle, a... okay. Why couldn't that be a castle? Because it doesn't have an outer wall. How would you defend that? Right. You right? need an outer wall. Well, not only that, but, but you wouldn't have paned windows. You'd have arrow slots. Oh, you'd yeah, have, you're right. You'd have, you know, no windows on the first floor. It'd be a, you know... And you'll see a picture of it coming up of an old castle. But um, adding windows and things like that, I mean, that's a, a classical house with castellation on yeah. it. Yeah. Anyway, oh. everything's very organized. Dude, that's, that's an interesting one. I never would have caught that. Yeah. Like the, the, you're looking for the arrow slash, not looking for windows. Yeah. I would have just thought it's the exter- external feature. But you see the turding at the top that would have been protection. That would have been... It's you kind know, of like you said, turding. <laughs> <laughs> no i didn't say that would be funny if i did say turreting um the uh anyway so but you'll see some castles and you'll see the difference between this so this is a another house that was restored it was a complete disrepair but this is an example of kind of a house that just recently the irish georgian society restored um and let me show you inside uh, there is a picture of how the wall was put together. Wow. Oh, wow. Okay, so you're, you're you know, solid masonry construction. What is that? Five widths thick, right? Very thick, very beefy construction. Uh, amazing detailing as far as how that would have been put together. Um, but notice the floors, right? We got carpets everywhere and these pine floors all throughout these houses. The thick boards. Wide boards. I like that. Yeah. So the, here's an example of why a... Why don't people use wide boards today? 
There's some because we'll trees like because trees aren't growing that big. We don't harvest trees like we used to harvest trees. If you look at the sawmills in California uh, in the you know 1870s, 1880s, the band saws that they would use uh, because the trees were so big, like the trees with circumference of eight feet wide. How are you, how are you going to cut that tree? You have to have a huge bandsaw yeah. to cut these slabs out of it. We're not really cutting trees like that anymore. These trees are, you know, three feet to down to mm -hmm. one foot. So mm -hmm. we don't have wide boards necessarily. Our mm -hmm. widest now is like 10 inch floor. Yeah, right? I would say. What is that one? Those are eight. You know, that one's maybe 12, uh, 10. The close but it's one. All, it's all driven by the size of the tree. We yeah. just don't. All our virgin forests are gone. We just don't have. That's crazy. Or the majority of them are gone. Um, so here's another example, okay, of, of a house that just wasn't really completed very well. Um, I mean, those windows on the left side, and you know, that are just kind of blocked in. This is a, uh, even the castleization detailing on this thing, I don't find very interesting or particularly good. Um, and, and I don't think you look at this house and go, oh, look, it's a castle. Right. No. You, you, you look at it and go, Hmm. I think Austin said, looks like a white castle restaurant. <laughs> and so, you know, it's, it's not very good. And so, but that goes back to this same, there, there is a, there is a piece of the, of the Irish architecture that we saw that was, uh, unsophisticated, right. That was just not completed. And, and there's, there's not many great architects that come from Ireland, Scotland, tons of great architects. Um, Ireland, uh, you know, James Hoban, who designed the white house, um, <laughs> but, but that's it. And there's a white castle. That is so crazy. Isn't that funny? That so, is so crazy. Anyway, there's even a spot where the awnings used to be. Uh, anyway, it's, it's, it's just, uh, the other thing that's interesting is you go back to that picture. Um, is that pipe running out of the, under the, underneath that window going yeah. into that? these houses are so old that the plumbing, they can't run the pipes in the walls. So they actually run them outside of the house. So that's a plumbing drain pipe. Oh, because the, the, the walls are yeah. all brick because the walls are all solid. They they can't, yeah. 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 That's crazy. This is the inside. That's the stair hall, uh, clustered columns, pretty decent. Yeah, I was going to say, actually looks good. Bible detailings in there. Um, Okay, so I did a whole talk on this recently, but that volute, okay, that's what that's called, is very different than the volutes that we use today. Now, I've shown you that whole golden rectangle. I was going to say, that's that the stuff. golden ratio. Yeah. Uh, do you know about that, Richard? Mm -hmm. We've so talked about it on this podcast. The, uh, so that, that shape is a golden rectangle. And you think about it, the volutes that we get today that look like a cinnamon bun, mm -hmm. right, <laughs> that are just kind of grouped and kind of dropped yeah. together. This is following that classical proportion. This is a good example of the lost art of building mm -hmm. that that shape used to be, you know, it took a long time to figure it out. There was a lot of the pattern books spent money or spent a lot of uh, pages describing how to make that, how to draw it, how to, how to construct it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that is a, that is a picture of how we used to build versus how we build today. It's it, in it all in a little volute there. It looks really good. It does look good. It's very pleasing, very handsome. The uh, Fibonacci sequence, right? Is yeah. that right? Yeah. Okay. So 
This is this is a house that was really junky. Um, it doesn't show that way in these photos. It looks really charming and interesting. Rustic and distinguished. Um, but the, uh, I think it's like 1850s and then 1880s. Um, but keep going. That couch on or the single chair on the right was, I mean, the front's falling off. <laughs> yeah. Um, but look, one thing I wanted to, the reason I took a picture of this is I have a client who's who's got some bookshelves that he wants us to, you know, improve. Mm. And, you know, the way they built bookshelves then, okay, notice that you've got a pilaster on the left side. You've got it going up into a... Um, uh, a really pretty cornice that wraps around. Notice that that pilaster is probably four or five inches wide, mm-hmm. dropping down to a, a lower shelf that kicks out. And then you've got decorative detail in the base piece that there is a proportion and, you know, architectural detailing that went into a bookcase where today you just have the two inch little strips going between mm-hmm. it, runs right to the ground. But there is proportional opportunity and there is trim opportunity that we missed today and that's the reason i took a picture of that library nice i think this is just really pretty uh the proportions are really so wonderful this is i see what you're saying I, i'm like i was about to say this is like really good details in a really rough house <laughs> but that's what your whole point is right is yes. like there's and you saw that over and over again um because that's is that plaster siding uh-huh. on the things plaster siding you know, plaster, plaster wall no, what's the the wainscot? Wainscot, is that plaster or is that wood? Um, that is a really. Have you ever heard the stuff agrafelta? Agra, bless you, agrafelta. <laughs> there is basically a Victorian pattern of embossed paper mm-hmm. that was used. Agrafelta, I can't remember. Is that something name. that you would use today? No, it's it, and when you see it, you're like, oh, that's you know, it looks so gaudy. Oh, it looks okay. so, mm-hmm. and that's what they filled in uh, in that wainscoting. And that's why churro? you know that it's that it's eighteen, you know, Victorian, right? It's going to read as more Victorian because of details and materials like that. Mm-hmm. But that, yeah, that chair rail is way too high. Or I mean, was that the same detail in the chair rail? Was the same stuff you were talking about? Uh-huh. Okay, Agrafelta. <clears throat> Anyway, keep going. I mean, there's there's also things like this. You're like, wow, that is a yeah, amazing ironwork. And, you know, look at that. With the I, birds I think, and I the... think that's arts and crafts. I think that's you know, uh, Art Nouveau, maybe even a little bit. Did they Looks even like do work William to the... Morris wallpaper? What? Well, look at the look at how cool the detail is on yeah, the it's, it's on the wood. No, on the wood to the left. Well, that's that's figured uh, quarter sawn oak. I mean, that's so cool. Yeah, it's pretty. That was a, a Trump loy. Y'all familiar with that term? Uh, I know Donald. <laughs> <laughs> Trump loy is a French word. Uh, it is T R O M P E L O I, I think. Uh, must be a cousin. Um, and it basically means uh, a painting that, that meant to fool the eye of, of mm. what it's. So, so you've got the books. Those are all painted books. Oh, cool. Secret door that closes. You know, Did the, it look the, pretty realistic? Yeah. I mean, if you glanced at it, you wouldn't you think wouldn't of it. it. But, but if you looked long, you'd saw it. What but, do, you, do we think those books are all real on the wall here? 
They are real. I mean, he's had like eight library rooms, and I'm like, what? Is, what are in these books? Yeah, no, what it's, ama- it's amazing. All the books, a lot of stuff on gardening, a lot of stuff on philosophy, a lot of stuff on. Um, anyway, keep going. That oh, was cool. the outside of it. You can't see it, but the upper left, that cornice is basically just deteriorated and gone. Yeah. Okay. And and so uh, there, there's it. a bunch of stuff that you look at, and if you look too long, you're like. Oh my gosh, they've got a lot of maintenance to do on this mm-hmm. house. There's a, and they're not going to do it, right? And it, it doesn't appear that they're going to do it. And so, the, uh, millions of dollars of yeah. restoration needed to restore these. Would houses. Ireland ever pay for some of that stuff? Well, they've got the Irish Georgian Society, and that's gone around saving some important properties. But uh, I mean, he, our guy, told us at the end of the trip, he goes, "You know what's why it's great that you guys seen so many of these houses is that." Half of them will be gone in five years. Wow. And you're just like, what? Come on. Like they're just going to bulldoze them? No. They're going to fall, fall into disrepair. They're not going to be able to pay the taxes. It's going to be going to receivership. It's just, you know, and then get torn down. So do you think whenever. There's another one with the broken eaves at the top and just, you know, it's, it's crumbling. Keep going. So if you're a patron out there and you really want to have. Irish well, history yeah, I mean, preserve. If you want, if you want, uh, you know, your dollar to go a long way, mm-hmm. you know, you could buy some some of these incredible properties for nothing, not very much, like Beanie Guy did. Like Beanie Guy did exactly. Yeah, there are a bunch of garden gates. I'm just trying to. Uh, I just loved all the garden so stuff. So go back because this is really cool. That they all of the okay. So my friend went to Ireland before you did. So he beat you there. Um, he we we're debriefing about the history of everything, and he was kind of explaining to me a lot of these old walls. Um, probably not the well, unless this is part of a castle house, but a lot of the old walls were made like in the original coastal raids of Ireland, like because there were like Vikings coming through, yeah, raping, pillaging, and plundering. Yeah, and he was like, they they would build these things. So a lot of their brickwork it reminded me of this because they have no mortar right or the mortar is all deteriorated right because it's perishable but the but all the bricks are just insane well i told the story um before about the mortar joints and that job that was being done in dallas and the architects had uh made them change the yeah the width the width of the mortar you see that over there this eighth inch mortar lines that (sighs) that we just don't get over here but I mean, yeah, you can see the just the level of closeness that yeah. all these rocks are playing into one another, especially more at the top. The bottom looks like it's had some thicker mortar, but the the top looks like it's just they went and found a rock that was going to be perfect. And then and again, as a as a builder and as a craftsman going to these places, you just see see this and you're like, I got to raise my game. I got to I got to mm-hmm. I got to get better here because the quality that they built with, you know, really is enlightening and and you know, awesome. Keep yeah. Going. So we went to the Cliffs of Moor, which is uh, um, which is awesome. That little castle, when it was that built, eighteen twenties, it was it was it was a spot that they could you know take their guests out there and have tea out on the cliffs. Is but this they, from Princess Bride, where they climbed the thing? What is that? The the Cliffs of Insanity is the what cliffs they're called. But they're, yeah, the Cliffs of, of Insanity. insanity. Um, I don't think so. Okay, uh, but anyway, it, it was it was it, it was pretty beautiful. It can... is. It is. <laughs> My favorite movie. I'm Austin so glad I got that. It. Oh, that's huge. Um, 
in any case uh that's cool yeah there he is there he is wesley <laughs> um so dude why didn't y'all reenact anything while you're there <laughs> There's no, probably no a big rope no a, a sword fight. Trip. Yeah. So uh, that was really cool. Next slide. Um, I, you know, we we might do a podcast on Bushmaster, Bush, Bushcraft, Bushcraft. <laughs> there you go. So what you what you see there is this in this uh, there was a whole uh, rustic classicism movement. Okay, in the classical period. <laughs> And you will see people that that made you know little Greek temples out of timbers, and in this case, they made a Gothic temple out of timbers. Mm -hmm. And so, it's inventive. It's 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 fun. Uh, you know, I want I want to have this. So when a client says, you know, what else could we do out here? Mm -hmm. You can have ideas. You can have things you're like, yeah. oh yeah, you know, what we ought to try. Hey, this would be good. This would work. Mm -hmm. So, do you think because it's untreated, it would last less long? I guess this has been here for a hundred years, hundred plus um, years. Well, I mean, it depends on the wood you use. I mean, if you use a little cedar tree, that thing's going to last pretty long time. Really? So, yeah, those diamond shapes in the gable, I guess we call it, is it reminds me of like the diamond shape you would see like in leaded glass leaded windows glass for sure. And so, you know, those are little gothic arches in there, so it's very appropriate to the style. And so, um, what, one thing I know. Like, look, seeing this thing here, it's like, we're not going to do a bushcraft episode because all the things that you see in bushcraft are like nothing in comparison. Like they don't have any classicism. Their, their form, they're not, or their function, they're not form, right? Yeah. Like this is. Correct. That's exactly right. This is another level. I, like the bushcraft stuff is really cool because I think it just showcases like some guys getting out there and making some cool structures and everything has a Survival purpose. Survival and stuff. Survival and everything like that. Like, I love it. Like those videos are really fun to watch for me, but like this is just this is taking that and then adding it to another level. I think their first thought is like, let's build an enclosed surface that I can stay right. warm in for the winter. For sure. Instead of like, look at this. This has like some beauty to it, some lightness. It's like got the the green playing into it. Well, like I mean, that's just it, magic. it's it's refined at the same time. It's re rustic, and mm -hmm. so it's it's uh, yeah, it's. Um, it's inventive. It's creative. It seems like it's art nouveau charming, almost. Right? Art deco. What is the one where it incorporates nature? Art deco. That'd be art nouveau. Art nouveau. Okay. Um, right. But no, this is you know this is it's gothic, rustic gothic. And mm -hmm. so, but it's I mean it's it's it, this is why you go right. This yeah. is this is you see things that you just don't see anywhere else. Just magic. A lot of gardens were very important to them. Um, I like this because it was a gothic, also greenhouse. Mm -hmm. uh, tons of greenhouses there. Um, gardening <laughs> and 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 the the organization of gardens and how they created paths and how they created access lines and views and the order. Because really, what you're doing is when they're you know cultivating a garden yeah. it's just like adam and eve in the garden right they are they are uh, naked you know <laughs> i'm just kidding he said they're naked <laughs> i heard him he said naked <laughs> funny <laughs> oh, hilarious. so but you <laughs> but you see it. these access lines you see this organization and it is creating order out of chaos and so it's very important doing that creating these spaces because 
you know, I'm trying to have a serious conversation. I'm <laughs> oh, trying to raise the culture bar with this group. Hey, and you, we're having fun. You're thinking, we're having fun. Talk about naked ladies. Architecture can be fun. You know, I feel like you can make a killing there as a power washer. <laughs> yeah, clean seriously. Imagine like, that. You go one weekend, you clean up. Well, maybe not. If but that's that part of the look, like, right? Totally. The Is moss. It though? Yeah, you wouldn't. You wouldn't go <laughs> take all that stuff off. Go eight. Go like eight slides back to the the castles. Like some of them need it. Like the one that you said was the most historically important one. In the whole thing, like yeah, that no. one, that one could use it. You're like, man, like, I imagine just what your it would look sidewalk. like cleaning up the bottom done? level there. Like that would look the the okay, okay. They come back from we, work. No, no, no. We, power. We wouldn't do it with the power sprayer. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's, sorry, let's sorry. do a cleaning agent with you know, you know, in a bucket of warm water with a brush. Okay, okay. sorry, yeah, I'm sure. American. Let's not, let's not power <laughs> spray the building off. I could take care of that for you. <laughs> Just give me a power sprayer out here. Right? Okay. We do that all the time in Texas. I mean, okay. You said this was going to decay in five years? Let's make it three. Exactly. But it's going to be a clean three. Okay, so at, at one of these places, they have what's called... They, it's the lar- it was the largest telescope in the world for about 70 years. Oh, wow. Built in 1845. Okay. I did not know what I was looking at. That's crazy. That is, a, that is the end of the telescope. Okay. It's been covered up with the with the plywood there. But that is a like 70 or 80 foot long <laughs> telescope. I didn't think they yeah. were looking through plywood at the skies. <laughs> being covered up. It's so not actually using the, that. Uh, this thing could act, actually rotates, right? Mm-hmm. And moves back and forth. And there's that little brass thing towards the front. You see that little yeah. brass plate? That's the eye that you're that you're looking into. And this guy was one of the first no way first ones to actually you know see the galaxy, see the, the rotation of the galaxy. And Wait, that's the eye that yes, close up to the thing. That is what you are seeing is there's a uh, there's a plate all the way at the bottom there, a uh-huh. polished piece of steel. Yeah, that. They're looking up through a mirror down into that down, down into, into the that plate. plate. So it's it's like a periscope. Yeah. Now, you know the periscope, the thing in the submarines that goes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's yes. like that, but yes. it periscopes yep, back. Yep, yep. And so that thing would move around, wow. and it would. It, he had. Now it's all hydraulic and everything else, but mm-hmm. but then it was all manual, and so they had guys pulling yeah. the things over and everything else. Do you know the for 70 uh, years? That's oh the largest gosh. telescope in the world. That's Do you know the magnification they on it? it? They call it the Leviathan. Did what? they know the magnification on it? Um, no, but the Hubble dusts it now. <laughs> I would hope. <laughs> um, the, uh, anyway, it was, it was, you know, it's uh, like four times. Zoom. This family is still owns the same. And keep going to the next picture. So this family owns this castle. Okay. So Whoa. this is called uh, Cat, uh, Burr Castle, okay? Now, it goes back to the 11th century, okay? And um, that main body, okay, is original, but mm-hmm. it was turned the other way. And so the reason there's all these windows on the left and right side is because yeah. that was added later. But that centerpiece without the stairs was also part of the original structure. So, you know, you begin to see what some of the these world? things. How did they turn it around? Um, they didn't pick up the stone and turn around. They just took the two facades and say, this is going to be our this front is the back now. now. Yeah. Okay, yeah. This is the back now. 
Yeah, so that, makes that sense. that's inside it, and look how beefy and huge hmm. that staircase is. Okay, I'm seeing a trend of the staircase bottoms popping through the floor. Yeah. So what you what you have is you have a timber framed. See that thing right there? It's like balloon frame. That thing, right? the black thing. Yeah. Those the bottoms bottom skirt and the top thing would have been structural members that would have gone up and tied into a post yeah. and mortise intended into a post. So they would have built the whole thing up. And those finials are those post things coming down. I gotcha. And they didn't cut them off. Sometimes they turned them like this. They made them decorative okay, features. That makes perfect sense. That makes perfect sense. But you see them all the way up through there. Wow. That is so cool. Look at the detail. Hmm. Richard, wow. could you do that? That's a, you know, obviously this is heavily off. gothic, right? This is gothic, uh, you know, uh, ceiling, go to the next one. And there's another gothic ceiling, right? <sighs> Coffered ceiling is the word. It's a strap work plaster ceiling, Jackson. <laughs> you just seem like you're struggling <laughs> for the word. Such authority. Like, I um, there's <laughs> another awesome. wood case with some iron on the outside, another wood lock. That one looks really cool. That yeah. wood casing, that's no, crazy. Awesome. I mean, but I mean, anyway. High Gothic Revival house, um, really amazing. This one is the one of the nicer ones you saw. Yeah, yeah. that one's crazy. And it's very well taken care of, very well restored, original family. But this is the old, old gatehouse that you would actually get in. Oh and my there, gosh. And there, you know, they've got some windows the up there, but slats. you see the arrow slits there. They've yeah. turned into windows. Mm -hmm. That's how those things were defended. That's what a, 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 a you know an early castle wall would look w like would there have been a wall like coming out of that mm -hmm. do you think they took it mm -hmm. down just because i don't know i, I it's hard to i would ask that if i was there <laughs> next time you go <laughs> on your dollar you can ask can't wait um i'm showing this because it, there's a couple more pictures in here where i saw some of the earliest glass work I had I've ever I've ever seen. Remember really? we talked about crown glass. It was it was spun around. Yeah. There's actually pieces of crown glass in these in this window. And you can Whoa. see it right oh, yeah. up there to the top. Holy see it? See the moly. So that means that through centrifugal force that glass was thrown out. That's why it has those kind of round yeah. striations in them. Wow. Also, the other thing that's fascinating is that oh, this door was added later. Look what oh. they did. They just cut the door. <laughs> they cut the door basically almost <laughs> That middle panel, they cut it in half. There's no bottom rail on that door. <laughs> that's wild. Isn't that wild? That's the old home supply special. You just <laughs> make it work. Because that's a 1890s Victorian door that's just, you know, bottom half of it just cut off. What? They adapted, so, adapted it to that opening. So when you're... <laughs> When you're no reaching, are you there. reaching like this? Yes. To get to the door? Yeah. I mean, so that with that, you're... handles 18 <clears throat> inches off the ground. <laughs> So that thing should be rotting out, right? With all the yeah, oysters. Yeah. Look up. at you can see even the through the paint, like it's still rotting out. Yeah, like you can just see how it's breaking apart. Well, the the other question, or the the reason they probably did it is to keep preserve that glass, right? Like they're like, oh, cool, look at this glass well, work. I had some other pictures of it, but uh, that's crazy. Um, but the front side of this original, this is a different castle, not the Castle yeah. Burr. It's a different castle. It also goes back. This is the one. So. Uh, you know, Guinness beer. Mm -hmm. um, the Guinness family are great preservationists in Ireland. Really? And so this was Good. one of the sons of the Guinness family restored this castle. And um, Desmond Guinness, I think is his name. Got a bang and, up job. And so, yeah, he did an amazing job. But uh, 
We should have named you Desmond. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good uh, Irish name. I sure would have been bullied. <laughs> um, anyway. Yeah, and oh, then that's uh, cool. all these garden gates. That they just, cool. it was, yeah, the garden it, environments are really neat. Yeah, they're really neat. With all the vines yeah, growing over everything. Just, uh, they, they have this, uh, there's order, right? There's this order mm-hmm. and, and proportion, but then there's it's juxtaposed with this, you know, wild vines and everything else. Yeah. Up. It really feels awesome. kind of Narnia-ish, you know? Yeah. It's like, oh, there's a whole hidden land out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, that's you know, cool. I, I guess I look at, uh, I come away from it, <laughs> feeling like I understand Irish architecture better, feel like I understand the Irish culture better, feeling like I'm, I've improved or I've been inspired with craftsmanship. And so I just, it's been years since I went on a trip and traveled for inspiration and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, you know, I've said it again and again, it's it just travel so important to being a master builder, to raising your game. Richard, if you went there, You'd have just been staring at trim the whole time. Yeah, I was at looking door, at the know, crown and I, stuff. I, there. I did. I didn't show it in these things. I didn't share them. But I've got. I'm going to do a video on my YouTube thing about jib doors. So jib door is a hidden door in a wall. Oh and, yeah, and, I saw and, that and, story. And, and so they've got the they. This one castle had like five jib doors, and you couldn't. You wouldn't have known any of them were there. Really, it was just That's like That's crazy. Dang. Because the 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 effort they went to hide that uh, those library books, like they created false library books with leather bound things that were just a facade, and were that's only about so cool. about an inch thick, and you're just like, oh, that's how you do it. You yeah, really do to go to that effort. You really do, you know. Wow. You're just like, there's just all these things you just see, and you're just like, okay, we could be doing better. We could be doing more. Mm-hmm. So it lit a fire. It just, it just, because you did a from, jib door for your parents' house, yeah, and it was, it wasn't great. I'm just, kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. It was actually awesome. I remember the first cool. time I saw it, I was like, "What?" Yeah, like, I think we had a hidden catch, and we yeah, we've done some yeah. some catches where you had to hit a dial or, or punch in enough for snake said We did that. Whoa, um, I that one. That the cool. uh, what was I going to say? Um, they don't use it anymore. Anyway, the. <laughs> It's it's a powerful um, um, trip, and I'm you know resolving myself saying I'm going to do more of these because they're just so inspiring. Yeah, uh, that's really yeah. that's super uh, super special. What with, with um, your trip, you actually went. Where'd you guys go? What cities did y'all go to? Well, we went southwest, and so we were down in Limerick. Mm-hmm. Can you say that in an Irish accent? I don't think I can. <laughs> um, you did a good job. Shannon is on the West Coast, and uh, that's Shannon Airport. And then you, we went south of there. Um, Castle Glen was south of there, and then the golf courses we played were south of there. And then we went up to Dublin. We were there for Dublin. about five days. Say that one. You said that one. <laughs> went up to Dublin for three days to finish the trip, and that was really great. Nice. Um, my friend, I don't know where he went. Um, shout out Ben, but, uh, he was a lot more coastal. And so, uh, I, I'm sure you were coastal as well. So mm-hmm. it's hard not to be in Ireland, but, the just a lot of the different ones that he showed a lot of the different photos he showed me, like everywhere you looked over these like countrysides, it was like stone structure, stone structure, stone structure, just like every 300 400 yards it was like there's another one there's well, another one there's the, the another other thing one. that doesn't come through on these pictures is how rural and how poor 
Ireland is. Yeah. I mean, you know, if, if the U S does $30 trillion in GDP, um, and you know, of the top 30 countries in the world there by GDP, uh, Ireland's, you know, 26. Okay. Mm -hmm. They're near Brussels and they're near some, I mean, their GDP was 504 billion. Okay. Mm -hmm. I mean, Texas probably has, you know, a, (laughs) a GDP about that. Okay. So, Texas could, could have more than that, right? And so there, I asked, what's the industry here? And there's like dairy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but it's like yeah, keep, uh, keep they, they have no natural resources. They have no, Dairyland. right? And so so everything, you know, cows and, and, and sheep are everywhere. They do, they are very well educated. So there is a big... Uh, Schooling. Um, yeah, but technology like Apple's there and a bunch of different companies are there because mm-hmm. Irish students are very well educated, but they don't have anywhere to go. Mm-hmm. But I was saying that because driving around, all you see is these small little houses that they people live in and they're not much to look at, mm-hmm. right? It's just like, I guess they just don't have much money here because you don't see, you know, gated neighborhoods, right? You don't mm-hmm. see these things and it's just, again, you get this by traveling, you, you understand the culture better and you understand these things better. So... Anyway, it was all good. Yeah. I was fascinated by it, but it's really interesting. Like he was saying, everyone there was also really personable too, because you'd go into like a pub and they'd be like, oh, hello there. Yeah, no, they, they like Americans. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So neat. Good. Well, super cool. Thank you guys for watching this episode. Hopefully that inspires you guys to take a mini grand tour of your own. Um, I guess it's not a grand tour. Just travel. Many tour. Just a tour. Just travel. Just travel. Well said, Richard. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Thanks for watching, guys. We'll see you next time.